Lego mini figs. Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. I got that from uh, our friend Jeff Wall. Jeff Wall is full of it. I mean, full of things like that. I think he would agree with both of those. Yes. Uh, but earlier this week, I posted in the group, uh, what is one thing that you, uh, your band could do better? And his, uh, his summation was to rock more and suck less. And uh, never has a thought come together so eloquently. He is a, he is, uh, he is a succinct man. I like it. Everything he posts, I just I'm a big fan. He's he's pretty terrific. Yeah. So yeah, well, you know, there was an interesting uh, post that you posted. Um, yep. Because it presupposes a question that may be the thing to ask next, which is, what is success for you and your band? Yeah. Like, what do you need to do more to succeed? All right. Yeah, where's the win? Yeah. Does success mean one more bar gig a month, or does it mean getting that album recorded finally, or you know, what's it look like? Yeah. Is it a venue? Is it um you know, a, a threshold for your fee or, you know, it could be a lot of, th- lots yeah, of things. Totally. Find the win guys. Sometimes we're, uh, we're too busy looking at all the losses that we, we stumble over the wins. Yeah. Or seeing some other bands win and assuming that ought to be ours. Right. Or that their win means that you lost. Right. Right. It's so many layers. It doesn't. So many layers. So many layers. It's like an onion. It's like an ogre. Yeah, it's more like parfaits, you know. But <laughs> it loves parfaits. Yeah, it's, nobody's hell no, I don't like no parfaits. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. So, uh, how was your week? You know, it was uh, quiet. I had no gigs this week. I um, practiced some good stuff. Um, for my upcoming things, I got a pretty busy week next week. Um, mm mm-hmm. We got. Uh, we're back at Tailgaters this Saturday, and then I have uh, trivia, and then a solo acoustic, both next week at uh, the brewery I've been playing at. Nice. Um, and the I uh, I decided to turn the solo acoustic night into kind of a an event. Um, okay. So I, I wrote up a. I changed the title of it from Dan Ray Solo Acoustic at Gibbs Hundred Brewing, which you know. <laughs> Appealing though that is, well, descriptive. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it does what it says on the tin. Um, I changed the name of it to Dan Ray Music Colon Obsessions. Nice, and like I the wrote Human League song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my yes, exactly. And and then I wrote this piece of copy that was about how when I'm learning a new song, like everything else, it's a pop song. People know it, people love it, but something happens sometimes where I just get obsessed with a song and I find myself playing it over and over again and listening to it five times in a row in the car. And these songs are like become a big part of my musical vocabulary and take me over when I perform them. And so come please to join me for a special night of my, the last several years of my musical obsessions. Okay. Right. And so like turned what was going to be like a acoustic gig into something much more eventy, much more, um, uh, built as a show. Right. Um, so we'll see if that, um, you know, turns into turnout. I hope that it will. It certainly, it certainly, um, uh, goosed the traffic on the Facebook event. Well, that's uh, good. So yeah, that would be the, um, you know, whatever we can do to do that. Um, so last week was the three gigs, three days, three bands. Right. How'd it go? 
Um, it went on all all accounts. I mean, it did go. It happened. Um, we are now on the other side of it. So that is the thing about uh, time is that it passes. It does pass regardless of the scenario. Um, we'll do a, I guess a quick recap. Uh, the first one was the least, I guess, stressful of all of them, uh, which was the triumphant return of members only to a venue we've played before. Um, the only added variable was a good variable, which was we were providing our own production. So everything sounded the way it should. Um, Barring one slight thing that I will bring up in a moment. Um, the next one was the fill-in gig for my friend in Saved by the Band. Uh, that was the one where I had completely had a meltdown over my lack of um, musicality and musicianship. Um, and found my groove as a guitar player by, oh, I don't know, playing guitar more. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. The that um, works, isn't it? Yes. So the gig got more complicated the week it happened because the drummer backed out. Ooh. Um, he had to leave. And so um, probably, I think, three days before the gig, I got a message from him saying, uh, do you have your drummer's information? And um, so I passed. Well, actually, I reached out to him. I was like, are you even remotely game for doing this? Because if you're not, that's totally fine. You were under zero obligation to do it. Because um, I didn't want to like put put that pressure on him. Sure. Um, but he was curious enough to do it, and um, so he ended up actually doing the show with us. So it was two subs on a very on a sold out show at a very large venue for a very public brand. Wow, nice. <laughs> um, and it was great. We we did great. Cool. We played well. You know, um, you know, even the guys in the band were like, "Man, that didn't feel like a sub gig," mm. which is as a sub is like the. Oh, that's what you most, want to hear. That's the perfect that's, thing yeah. to hear. That's the most glowing, you know, um, praise that I could think of. Yeah. And you know, I I don't bring to the table what their guitar player brings to the table, but. Um, the lack of the drummer being there who sang, I then stood, ended up doing all the backing vocals. And um, that was a, you know, having that ability, you know, came in handy. So yeah. we were able to cover just as much ground, if not a little bit more. And um, man, it was fun being on a stage that big, but I was so sore the next day. <laughs> a lot of running around. Yep. A lot of running around. Um, I was wired for that show. Um, again, we will discuss that in a minute. Yep. Um, so I was. I had a maximum radius, but on a stage that size, that maximum radius was still roughly twenty five feet in every direction. Um, so I was doing a lot of a lot of milling about. Um, the next day was uh, another one that ended up being high stress when I found out that I was. It was a church gig, which is not that big of a deal. But on the same day that I found out that the drummer. <laughs> wasn't going to be on the Saturday gig. I found out that I was leading the Sunday gig, um, which meant I had to learn the, not only the chords to all the songs that I was planning on doing, but I also had to learn all the words um, and be able to sell them convincingly um, on a Sunday morning. Um, so even though the last gig was probably to the least amount of people over the um, the entire weekend, it was definitely the one that I felt the most pressure about pulling off and uh, probably the one that I was the most proud of, of the three. Very good. 
So it went well. Um, so another fun fact, I found out that uh, worship leaders make $25 more Ooh. than everybody else does. Oh, the big bucks. I was like, I did. I actually, I texted the the technical director. I was like, I had no idea being a worship leader was so lucrative. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand why they act the way that they do. They're like, I'm making twenty five dollars more oh, than these people. It's the the high end of the of the gig is happening there. It's true. Yeah. So yeah, um, that was my last weekend. Uh, this coming weekend, I am playing acoustically at my friend's wedding. Uh, and then doing another Sunday uh, church gig. Um, week after that, we're doing a karaoke gig, which we've never done before, hmm. and then a regular gig. Um, and then the week after that, we're doing another wedding um, outside of the uh, members-only brand and another regular gig. So um, that's kind of what the rest of the <laughs> – at least the rest of this month is looking like. It's good. June's starting to look a little crazy as well. So it's all coming together. Yeah. These are, these are the things that we're looking for. Um, but man, there's a lot of, uh, on onboarding material to be done. Uh, I was working on tracks this morning. I'll be working on tracks, uh, tomorrow morning, <laughs> uh, before work, uh, just lots and lots to do. Very cool. Oh, um, uh, I told you I would check in by the way about this, um, at our last yes. gig, uh, which was at a bar we had played once before, um, really great outdoor, place. I mean, it's, we're playing in the parking lot, but, um, if you look over our shoulders, you have a beautiful view of gorgeous downtown Winston-Salem. Mm -hmm. Um, and we played for the first time more than just one trial song of tracks. Yes. Um, and it went great. It actually went really, really great. Um, Fantastic. except where it didn't. And, um, I was glad to have the bailout button, uh, right there, yes. <laughs> right there where I could just stop the track and we could just play through the rest of the song. Just us. Um, there are two places where we extend Let's Dance a little bit. After the solo, rather than just doing the solo into outro, we mm -hmm. do another chorus. Yep. Um, and actually, the half verse into chorus. When I set up the track, I did the surgery on it to put it into chorus, but I didn't include the half verse. Uh. So Justin and Scott played the half verse, and the track and I went straight into the chorus. Yep. Um which is, um, I believe the technical term for that is train wreck. Yes. Um, Though no trains are involved. Strangely. Typically. You make enough noise doing that that it's train wreckish. I understand the reference. Yeah. So I just, I bailed out of the track uh, with the, you know, the stop buttons right there sitting at, yep. there looking at me on, on the iPad. And uh, we played, we finished it out, you know, just just us and that was fine and the, and the world didn't end no no and nobody and, and probably nobody even, even noticed really noticed yeah yeah i was out it's amazing my, the, my favorite song my favorite song to sing with tracks ah lovely day bill withers yeah oh it's so nice it is so nice all oh, the extra just goodness. goodies in the background yeah well there's a whole horn and string section of that tune you know, but da ba da, and yep. the world is all right with me. But da ba da, it's a gorgeous sort of trumpet piece there that just it just pulls the whole thing together in a way that's really good. I think um, there will probably be nights when we will feel like just doing it raw. Yeah, because um, it's a different energy doing it with the track. I like it with the track, but then um, to just go stripped down sometimes I think will be fun too. So it gives us a lot more flexibility and a lot more. Um, options and uh and i really i really think it's great good 
Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, on on a related note of things we uh, haven't done before, I did purchase a Line 6 G10S wireless. You did, and you texted um, me a picture of the box immediately. I did. I'm buying it. I did, and um, I was really stoked. I used it all up to that week messing around with the um, my sounds for the show. Um, first night out at uh, with members only, um, played it during sound checks, started the show. It was great. The auto shutoff feature, total game changer. The fact that you can just leave it plugged in, and it's like, oh, you're not making any noise? Cool, I'll just shut myself off. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Great feature, especially as a person who only plays guitar for some of the show. Huh. I know that I can leave it, leave the the bug plugged in, and it it's not a problem. Yep. That being said, fifteen minutes into our first set of our first show, it cut out completely, and I put it away. So when you say cut out completely, to just describe what that means. So uh, we were playing uh, just what I needed by the Cars, um, and that song. You know, there's a a pretty strong rhythm part mm-hmm. and um as the song progressed um my guitar was going through the pa less and less cutting out for like full seconds two seconds three seconds um big so, chunks of time so it's cut out come back cut out come back cut out come back like that yep mm-hmm. okay okay and then uh when that song ended i promptly unplugged it and replaced it with a cable, yeah. and that yeah. was that. By the way, friends, even um, even if you have your wireless system all worked out and completely reliable and trustworthy, have a cable nearby. Yes. Because you never know. Yeah. Um, um, uh, here's my only, um, and I don't know if you're even in the mood to give it an, another <laughs> diagnostic run. Um, I've got 45 days and a lot of gigs in between, so okay. I'm well, open to the possibility. The way those things work is when you plug them in, when you put the transmitter into the receiver, mm-hmm. it scans for an open channel and picks one, and the two things agree, and then they're agreed. And it'll sit there and charge, all agreed about what channel it's on. And if you did that when sound check was happening, when there were not a thousand Wi-Fi devices in the room, the network is much less congested than it's going to be later in the night. If all those devices walk in and are standing there looking at you and you pull the receiver out without, you know, just pull it right out and plug it in your your guitar, it did not have another chance to scan for a free channel. So right before I should unplug and plug back in. I would. Okay. Um, So I will say this. On Sunday, um, you know, I was at a church with a very controlled network environment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I played it for both sets, and it worked great. Yeah. So um, I'm not opposed to it, but I, I also need to make sure that I'm I'm giving it the fair shake it deserves. Um, while also, you know, I, I can't I can't have hardware that no. isn't consistent. No, if it's not reliable, you shouldn't use it. But um, a lot of people are using them, and um, um, if if you're willing to give it another shot, my that would be my one piece of advice would be to. Resync its channel once the, you know, like right before, the yeah. Thing once the temporary off. network environment is in place, in the form of all the people with phones in their pockets, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah, um, uh, the as somebody who has actually put your very own hands on the G10s receiver yes. box, um, would you say it's 
bulletproof, solid, roadworthy. Yeah. So okay. So so here's my review. Um, functionally, um, it sounds fantastic. I went ahead and turned the cable, um, the cable kind of, I guess, simulator yeah. off. Yeah. Because uh, I was, I'm already going through enough fake things. I think a fake cable just feels like overkill. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything worked the way that it should. Uh, the bug itself feels real, real tough. Mm-hmm. Um, the the charging unit is robust it's um it's a little bit bigger than like your normal kind of single unit pedal it's like taller hmm. i guess you would say um but like the knobs feel solid like it it is a it's a good piece of kit um and you know it could have just been an anomaly it could have been a fluke and and like i said i I'd, I'd love for it to work but if it doesn't work i will take it back without hesitation sure. and you know i'll get an hx stop because i think i have enough money if i take it back right now <laughs> yeah just yeah. just thinking through that yeah yeah well you know i um i actually just changed up my wireless uh situation somewhat myself yeah um, as i said a couple episodes ago I, I picked up the uh sennheiser xswd um wireless mic mm-hmm. kits which are um just a plug that goes on the base of the mic and a plug that goes into the input on the mixer. And, um, Magic. yeah, it's incredible. It really is incredible. Uh, and I got two sets of them, one for each of the front, front of house, front of the stage mics. Um, yep. and the first time I went to use it, it was totally, um, unusable because the guitar wireless I have, which is a PRA wick system, yep. um, which is little known, but I've liked it a lot. Um, they just totally interfered. I mean, I had the mic, on and running, it sounded good, and I turned on my guitar transmitter, and it was immediately totally staticky and broken. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, let me just give that another shot. I mean, the Sennheisers are supposed to channel hop the same way as the the G10. You know, yeah. find an open channel and, and do its thing. So maybe if I turned them on in a different order, if I had the guitar on and then turned on the mics, they would find an open channel that the, the guitar system doesn't conflict with. Um. And I did that at our first show at Pig Pounder a couple weeks ago. Yep. And <laughs> I still love that. I know. Right. It's good. Um, and it did fine, but listening back to the multitracks, it was crackly, and there was not a lot of... I didn't get a lot of physical range on those mics, so something was still interfering. Something still wasn't great. Yeah. Okay. So they say, Sennheiser says, you can run up to four of these pairs in a room. Right. So I thought, well, again, I, you know, similar kind of deal. I can find them in a way that are that makes is returnable. And I bought myself the guitar version of the Sennheiser XWSD. Okay. And left the PRA guitar wireless in its bag at my last gig. So I was running three sets of them, two mics and one guitar. Yeah. And it was pristine. It was gorgeous. Mm. It was gorgeous. Um, so I may now have my solution. The other thing that I've done... Um, you know, every cable you replace on the stage, you are trading with two batteries. Correct. One one battery at least, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and these guys have a rechargeable battery in them that's not it's it's not user serviceable. It's just it's a little yeah, it's all one battery unit. that's in there. You can't get to it. Yeah. And it charges on a USB C cable. Um, I picked up a ten port USB charger. Nice. And a whole cluster of three inch long. USB-A to USB-C cables. So mm-hmm. I've made myself a little charging octopus here that can charge all of those at once um, and can also charge some AA batteries for things like my camera and my um, 
Um, I got a couple other things that use double A's. So now I'm, I'm in the business of rechargeables for that. And I've got this whole yeah. little recharging s- s- network station here sitting, sitting on my desk. It's very, uh, it's very satisfying to plug all of the Sennheisers in and watch all their little lights blink. <laughs> it's just, it's like Christmas. It's so cool. I hear you. Uh, so that's the big change in my rig setup. And it's, it's, um, it's made a big difference. I think it's, I think it, uh, it's, like I say, it's only one gig deep, but, but I, uh, I think it worked pretty well last, uh, last time I used it. So. Yeah, Sennheiser has a unit that hasn't they haven't released it yet, but there's that guitar unit that comes with the the tuner in like the floor box. Mhm. Um that's not out yet. And I was looking at that cuz it was kind of the thing that I keep thinking about is that if I end up going to like one of these like mini rigs, like as small of a rig as I can make with like the HX, mm-hmm. um man it would be nice to not have to have a tuner on the board and just have it integrated with the wireless. Sure. Uh, the GLXD does that, and the the new Sennheiser does that. They're about the same price, actually. I think the Sennheiser is a little bit cheaper, um, but and it is the same the same thing. It's the GSWD. The, mm-hmm. um, pardon me, X, but the X, base is a tuner. But the base is a tuner. The base is a pedal format receiver. Yeah, with, with a tuner in it. With a tuner built in. Yeah, yeah. which is great and definitely solves both issues. Um, but the cost of like the GLXD. I could get two of those wirelesses and right. a tuner for right. the cost of that one right. unit. So I don't know if the if it's worth that whole process. But anywho, we could talk about gear all night. Uh, Actually, I think I promised that I, we would talk about that's gear. That's right. That's right. That's in right. the group. So uh, here's a thought. Uh, here's just a, a thing about that. I um, yep. uh, back when I was shopping for the in ear rig that I ended up getting, I set up an eBay alert for it, um, mm-hmm. and there's. What I bought, for those of you who weren't listening to us at the time, um, put a pin in that. We should shout out our new members on the Facebook page, by the Indeed. way. Indeed. Um, was the MePro MI909, which is, again, little known. It's kind of like my PRA, Guitar Wireless. I like, yeah, big big in the, in the east. Yes, yes. Across the pond. Yes, yes. Um, and it is a staggeringly good system. It's... Um, it's amazing how far away I can get from the mixer and have perfectly Christine, not Christine in ears. I said Christine. <laughs> I don't know if I'm thinking of the girl or the car, but uh, the in ear sound is pristine, uh, even a really, really, really long way away from the rig. So um, it's nice. I have one of them. I'm running it in stereo to two receivers. So both of us on the front of the stage are listening to the same stereo mix. Um, and I have us pan separate. It's, it's okay. Um, but that eBay alert sent me an email today. There is one for sale for a price that's kind of crazy. Um, and I'm thinking about adding a second transmitter to my setup. It comes with a third receiver, so I can put that on the bassist. Yeah. And um, we'd, be, we'd be doing something. We'd have uh, more wireless happening. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, that's we ended up having to do the same thing. We were trying to kind of make it work, and then it was finally like, all right, enough's enough. We need two more, two more packs. So right. I just bit the bullet and tacked it on to the old Sweetwater card, which is still paid off. God love the Sweetwater. So, Ugh. so you have two transmitters, and you're putting out separate stereo mixes to four receivers. No, no sorry, sorry, I, separate mono mixes. Two. Yes. So each yeah. of them is is pushing two mono mixes to two receivers. Gotcha. Um, 
in an ideal world, I'd love a stereo mix. It would definitely, you know, um, reduce the amount of ear fatigue that I deal with, uh, at our gigs. But, um, just some of the cards at the moment, there, there are things in front of that kind of upgrade. Right. So, um, but it, it does make a world of difference. Just, you know, cleans the stage up. It's, you know, when, when I show, you know, people what our, our rat can do, it's, I mean, it's, it's impressive. It's, you know, it's an efficient little setup. Yep. I'm actually, I think I'm buying an XR 16, Hmm. um, at the beginning of next week. Um, part of this thing with the gig that we're doing, uh, the wedding gig is that we have to have a secondary rig because the big rig is being rented out by another artist, which means I'm getting paid for that too. Sweet. I had, I wish I had that rap horn. Wait, I do have a rap horn. I got a rap horn on my, um. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I've got a, an app on my phone. I'll, I'll subject everybody to it where I was like, I'm getting paid for both of those. <laughs> Rap horn. I get Rap it. Horn. I get it now. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Just declaring things are awesome just by hitting yeah, the button that, over and over. Yeah. And, and, and asserting that it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we does say. Do that. Well, making money on gigs that you aren't playing is fun. <laughs> yes, that is. That's good. That's very good. It's very good. Um, and uh, on top of that, uh, we, I, I'm, I'm, I think I might be booking some stuff with Atlanta party bands. I've got a DJ thing that I'm, I'm probably going to lock down where I'm subbing that out and cool. making a little commish. Good. Um, and I did a networking event with the. There's a wedding alliance. Uh, around here and yeah. handed out cards and shook hands and they had an open bar and uh, appetizers from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It was wow. a lovely way to spend a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, might get some business out of it, but on a certain level, who cares? Yeah, but I think I will. I think I, I definitely met people that um, we could mutually benefit from working together. And I think if you were in the if you were remotely interested in doing private events. I would highly suggest start looking into the local business associations, look into, um, you know, the chamber of commerce or that kind of stuff. There is work to be gleaned from those relationships Hmm. and those are good relationships to, to have. And I would, Dan, if you were, if you have not considered that, I would consider it. I am now considering it. Um, cause I'm thinking that, Yeah. I'm going to start doing that more actively That's with cool. other organizations. There's yeah. a, there's an Alpharetta business association, which is right by my house and they do monthly meetings. And I'm sure that there's people there that throw parties. Sure. And, um, man, we, we got two bookings this week for 2020. Very nice. Feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. And band helper. Oh my God. Yeah. Band helper. I am totally like, I've drank the Kool-Aid. I've already gotten in a heated discussion with Arlo in the forums. I'm just in <laughs> yeah, this ecosystem. That's how you, guys. you know. That's how you know is when you're already talking to Arlo. So, um, but like the scheduling, the scheduling component for my needs is worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Because um, now I can send invites out, and they've got to reply to them, and I can hound them as much as I need to in order to get a response. Yep. Right from the app. So I. Yep. Um. And I'm I'm still working through some of the other stuff. We we were supposed to use the track playback, um, but our front of house guy forgot his iPad, so he used my iPad um, 
for that event, so we didn't get to use it. Gotcha. But on the plus side, our laptop didn't lock up like it did last time, so. Always good. Yep. Very cool. Uh, so should we acknowledge our, our new friends? Yeah, I think so. I think on average, I think a good number on like a weekday is that we are probably adding five, around five people a day, sometimes more, sometimes less, but five seems like a nice round number, um, which is really cool. Uh, I, I still don't know where you're coming from, but um, <laughs> it's it's nice. Um, I assume that it's that it's like bandmates of people who came during the Exodus. Yeah, I think the um, I think what's starting to happen is it was like, hey, tell your bandmates. I feel like we've been saying that since day one, but right. I think they're actually telling their bandmates now. Yeah, it seems like. But like, I've got people from Australia and all over the U.S. and some can Canadas, some Canadians, some Swedes, all kinds of people. It's yep. wonderful. Yep. And and we're actually getting some conversations started. So it's been really cool. Yeah. And we hope that we are providing quality content in the and meantime. We hope that we're many thousands of users away from the mess that's the nightmare. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things have to go right slash wrong in order to get in that boat. <laughs> really is right slash wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got work to do this week. We got some stuff coming up. Yes, stuff to prepare for both yes, of us. Yes, yes, yes. I have a um, I have a trivia that is one hit wonders, mm-hmm. and I have obsessions, which uh, mostly consists of songs that I've just are so deep in my blood. It's uh, almost ridiculous to think I prepare, but I'm still preparing. So, how strict are you doing the one hit wonder thing? Like, so I mean, not it's so it's um. The sort of guideline here is if they had a hit in the top 10 of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. Okay. So I don't care, if they, a, had a, I don't care if they had a, a 30. I don't care if they were. I don't care if they had five other top 10 hits in the U.K. Uh, the, those don't count. Um, yeah, that widens the net a bit. Uh, quite a lot. Because I was thinking, yeah. I was like, would, would the knack fall into that category? Yes. Yes. Because technically they had girl, good girls don't. But Good Girls Don't was no My Sharona. Not, no, nothing like My Sharona. Even though both songs are pretty awesome. True. So. True. But yeah, the, the one-hit wonder thing is, is crazy. Do you know, who do you think is the most legendary one-hit wonder of all time? Oh. Um, Tracy Ullman. Is, this is perfectly subjective. Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. So uh, they don't know about us. Is that what that song's called? That is what that song's called. Yes. She didn't write Couldn't, it, but she made it. Famous. Right. Yeah. Um, my vote would be Jimi Hendrix. Interesting. Hit. All along, all along the Watchtower was the only one of his songs that charted. Really? Yep. And it was like very early for him. It was. Yep. Jimi Hendrix is by all definitions, a one hit wonder. That's and I said that once in like a guitar forum. And, um, you would have thought I, uh, <laughs> called him a Nazi or something. The Pope. <laughs> but I, they, I, I was like, the you, can, you can be upset if you want, but if this is the, if this is the measuring stick that we're, you know, we're doing this by, <laughs> he qualifies for that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just added, um, fire. Oh, yeah, we used to do that one. Oh, it's a blast to play, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's really so fun. what we used to do is we used to do that. We used to go from Mississippi Queen into Fire. Oh, that's good. So we'd like boo doo da da bow bow ching ching doo 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 doo. Like good. just that's like good. you got to kind of like your your. We'll, we'll do a callback. You kind of had to be there. What else do we do? What do we do after that one? Um, no, actually, that was when we typically, I think we, we'd take a break after that one. No, 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 no. After that, we would go into The Trooper by Iron Maiden. Because <laughs> it would go... You do the little bum, 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 bum. But then that last note is technically the first note of the trooper. So it'd be... Nice. Super nerdy. Super classic rock, proggy, nerdy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All the chicks run screaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, there was, uh, you, you couldn't, you couldn't throw a beer bottle without <laughs> hitting a Rush fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I, th- <laughs> I think, <laughs> on I think that that's note, on that yeah, visual. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, I think we've so. done it. Maybe we have so. done it. Uh, thanks to all of our new listeners. If this is your first episode, please stop listening and start at the beginning. Uh, cause we, we have done, I feel like a pretty good job of, uh, telling a story on how we got here. Uh, most of the stuff that we were talking about today probably doesn't make a whole heap of sense because uh, there's some context to it. So we really think that there's some good stuff towards the front. And um, those thoughts will continue to be refined and um, probably repackaged at some point. So, yeah. But it's, I, it's all good stuff. I've been thinking about stuff. what I would put into branding part two. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could easily, like, reset and do the same subjects, like, Every year, yeah. and there would be more interesting new things to, to share. Totally. So. totally. And if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about, if you have a question about something or um, just wanted to consult the uh, the hive mind, uh, you can hit us up on the Facebook group. You can email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Uh, if you think that what we are doing holds value, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential. We don't really bring that up typically uh, during the episodes. Uh, we maybe tag it in the in the show notes but um it's out there and you know we are doing this just for funsies and we don't currently have zero patrons that's true we do have um some patronage and uh you could you could join the illustrious ranks and there are uh different tiers with different um features and or bonuses different tiers with different fears yep there are plenty of fears in those uh tiers Mm. so um check it out or don't I don't particularly care, but uh, it would be cool if you did. So that will do it for us this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Cuff Gentle Podcast. I don't remember what episode it is. It's 50-something. Have a great week.